Welcome to the NRF and EHL podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Erin. We're sisters who are going to be talking all things life, fitness, health, and anything else random that we can squeeze into a conversation. We hope you enjoy and please share if you do. Let's get started. Hello. Hi, everyone. We hope you are having a fabulous week. We are back with another, I nearly said team call then, <laughs> another podcast episode. <laughs> podcast episode but we have taken inspiration from um Nicole's team call that we have every month for team NRF which is by the way one of my highlights of being in the team because it's just so good and we cover different topics every month and talk about all different sorts of things and just empower each other for an hour so just small plug on Nicole's business there because it's great it's a great point of Nicole's business however what we talked about last night was non-negotiable and optimal targets and how they're really, really important to the kind of structure of your day and structure of your lifestyle, your health and fitness lifestyle, all those sorts of things. So we thought that it would be really good and beneficial to you guys who are listening to talk about those non-negotiable and optimal targets, what they are, what it means and how you can go about setting your own. Yeah, so we sort of went into this last night based off of how sometimes whether you have been on your own health and fitness journey for a long period of time, whether you have just come to the end of a goal you were working towards, whether you've come back from a holiday, sometimes we can feel like we are coasting a little bit and we can be bumbling along, ticking boxes, but not taking them as well as we know we should be and so sometimes then we need to have a little bit of a reset and a refocus and this doesn't mean that we've quit completely or that we're looking to like restart it just means that we're doing the things that we know we should be doing but we're probably not doing them to the best of our ability or as much as we know we should be so how do we then look at what we're doing and aim to improve it and a really great way to do this is to set yourself non-negotiable targets so what you are going to get done no matter what and also set yourself optimal targets so what you would like to aim for so it's basically a minimum and a maximum of what you are going to achieve so if we look at your step count for example you might say that you're going to do 8,000 steps every single day as a non-negotiable target like you get that done no matter what if you get to the end of the day and you've only done 6,000 you're going to walk up and down your living room until you've done eight but then you might set yourself an optimal target of okay I want to be able to do 12,000 steps four days out of seven for example so it's what you know you can achieve and you are going to achieve daily no matter what versus what you want to be able to achieve but is going to require a little bit more pushing and what you are wanting to move back towards um and a lot of the time it's a really great way if you can look at them and assess them and see where you're at versus where you want to be it's a really good way to recognize maybe where you've let things slip a little bit where you've maybe gone a little bit lazy where you need to put more focus where you need to try a little bit more some things come easier to us than others you know particularly if you have found yourself coasting a little bit you will automatically then in those situations do the things that you find easier to do rather than the things that you find harder to do I think as well if you have been doing it a long time um 
they're things that you at the beginning of a journey you find super super important and then you know once like you said if you're coasting a little bit there's certainly the things that we talked about anyway last night discussed on the team call are certainly things that you kind of feel can be put on the back burner a little bit like that you know non-negotiable step goal or we obviously talked about like water and things like that like those are things where you're like oh well you know oh does it matter does it really matter you know it you know I've lost such and such if you're on a fat loss journey like I've lost such and such now does it really matter like it's it's really really important to kind of refocus sometimes and think oh no actually these are just as important now as what they were at the beginning yeah and I think you're absolutely right in kind of pointing out about the fat loss thing as well like if if for example like I said you've come to the end of a goal so let's say that that goal was to reach a certain dress size so you've essentially completed your fat loss goal we can then sometimes find ourselves sort of taking our foot off the gas a little bit or not recognizing the importance of certain things because oh, I'm not trying to lose body fat anymore for example when actually if we look at this as a healthy lifestyle then those things remain important the goalposts might move so what was non-negotiable and optimal before might be slightly different now because the focus is different so you know you might not need to do as many steps but that doesn't mean steps aren't important because you know moving your body on a daily basis getting out in fresh air all of those things are incredibly important regardless of what your goal is the goalposts shift and change and the target numbers change but the importance of ticking those boxes doesn't go away. And that's why we always say, you know, making sure that it's manageable, making sure that it's something that you can fit into your life, making sure that you do these things and build habits that you can enjoy and learn to incorporate into your daily lifestyle is incredibly important because the idea is that you never stop. It's not, oh, I'm going to do this until I've lost X amount of weight. It's okay. How can I keep doing this so that when I get to whatever my current goal is, we readjust those goalposts and we continue moving forward and we, you know, keep building and growing and learning and adjusting for life. Yeah, I, it's just it. it's easy to say you're going to do these things, but I find that really discussing them with yourself, which but hear me out. I'm very much a person who likes to like, especially with the team calls, it really helps me writing it down and discussing it with myself or with, you know, my peers in, in the team can be really, really helpful to realize that your targets, it's okay for your targets to be different than other people's Mm -hmm. as well. Like everybody's lifestyle is different. Everybody's you know, jobs are different, the way that, you know, their day-to-day life goes, everything is different. So for me, my steps are going to be a lot higher, my non-negotiable steps than what somebody who works in an office is going to be potentially, because I work on my feet all day. I also have a dog. And so I'm not sat in a chair all day for eight hours, meaning that unless I get up and walk before I go to work on my lunch break and after work, I'm not going to reach a step goal. I, I I don't necessarily have to think about my non-negotiable step goal. So I push yourself to do your optimal one. Yeah. So I've made my optimal step goal a lot higher than my non-negotiable so that then it's giving me something to strive towards on those days where 
it would be easy to just do the bare minimum. Yeah. So I mentioned this last night because I asked the girls that were on the call to tell me their targets that they were setting in the chat box on Zoom. And I wanted to make it really clear that this was not a comparison game. I'm not asking you what you think your step goal should be. I'm asking you what it is. What is your non-negotiable steps? What is your non-negotiable, the other things that we're going to sort of mention? And what do you think you can, what should you be doing as an optimal target? That's for you, not for anybody else. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. And it's not about comparing your goals to somebody else's because like Erin just said, we're all completely different people. Um, So that is really, really important to remember. And also in terms of what Erin just said then about making her optimal step target significantly higher so that she has to push herself. I think sometimes, particularly if we look at when we've kind of started coasting and we're getting a little bit lazy with things, people like a challenge, people like a target, people like to try to achieve something. So if your daily targets have become a bit mundane and boring, you probably do need to set your expectations a little bit higher so that you actually have to push yourself because otherwise we can just be like, oh, that's really easy to do, so I won't try. Whereas if you're like, well, that's going to be bloody hard today, so I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z in order to get there, you will push yourself. And we like to succeed off the back of a challenge. So actually, sometimes, not always, but sometimes setting things and making things actually a little bit more challenging and a little bit more difficult makes you kind of, it shakes you up, doesn't it? And it makes you try harder because yeah. otherwise you won't achieve it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. There is a time and a place for making it as easy as possible and making it fit very simply into your lifestyle but there is also nothing wrong with being like do you know what actually I need to push myself a little bit more because at the moment I'm just sort of sailing along and getting bored I think that that's that's how we can potentially get into that kind of coasting mentality where you're just going through the motions because there's no challenge left if you if you are dieting and you've been in a dieting phase for a long time you potentially have got relatively good at tracking your food, yeah. relatively good at hitting a step goal, relatively good at hit water target, relatively good at making sure that you hit your protein target every day. So, and so then when we get to that like comfortable spot, then I feel like that's where error begins to happen because. Yeah, it's too easy, like five days a week, nah, I do that, you know, Monday Monday to Friday, I, I hit all of those, you know, I tick all those boxes that coach says that I should be ticking. So then at a weekend, you just kind of let it all flop off because you're like, well, I've, I'm doing it all every you're week. You're doing like a half-assed job, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, because there's no there's no effort behind it anymore. And that's not saying you're not putting any effort in to the things you're doing Monday to Friday, but your brain is no longer being challenged into those things because yeah. you've been doing it for such a long time. Yeah, that's why when we look at something like the Happy Healthy Club, now bear with me here because it certainly is not a quick fix eight-week challenge, but it is an eight-week coaching program. And as much as we you know, aim to coach it in a way that we want it to be a healthy lifestyle challenge. And we very much encourage you to go into it with longevity in mind and do multiple rounds of it or go onto like a one-to-one program afterwards and all of those sorts of things. It is eight weeks. So for a lot of people, that is a really good thing from a kind of, from the mentality side of it, because you're like, right, I'm going to smash eight weeks. 
Yeah. Whereas when you do one-to-one coaching and the basis of that is ongoing, I work with people for a minimum of three months, people can then, if they continue, end up feeling a little bit like there's no kind of end point. So therefore, if I don't try for a month, it doesn't really matter. Now, that's absolutely fine if we're looking at, you know, that being what you're matching what your goals are right now and and slowing things down and continuing and blah 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 blah. that's absolutely fine I'm not for a second saying it's not but that's the difference between the two things is that one is very much ongoing and one is a period of eight weeks which encourages people to push a little bit harder for that short period of time because you it's new it's fresh and you're wanting to go all in because you know it's only that amount of time that's why I think this podcast was a good idea for reminding people of those targets that potentially you do just forget about because they are things that we do do if you are, you know, on a like a healthy lifestyle kind of journey and change, you kind of do day in, day out without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So obviously we've discussed steps. Another thing Nicole discussed was water intake. Um, I mean... <laughs> Um, one of the other girls on the call actually laughed at us last night um, because this is not something, luckily, that Nicole and I struggle with. Um, I think our mum lost her head numerous times when we were younger because we both had a little bit of an addiction to um, sugar-free squash. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we do both love to be hydrated. So for me, this target, I, again, set my optimal target a lot higher than my non-negotiable because I don't find uh, my non-negotiable target difficult to reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'm awake for a lot more hours than a lot of people are. So I've got a lot more time to be thirsty. So I, you know, I've got more time to get water in. Um, so again, that's something that I think we often forget about, you know, if you're tracking your calories and you're going, doing your steps and, and you're doing your workouts, a lot of the time people slip on the water side of things because you know, oh, it's all right. I'll 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 make sure that I do it tomorrow type thing. Um, and it's actually so, so important. And also I get raging when I'm thirsty. I don't know. Um, yeah, about- absolutely raging. If I'm dehydrated, watch out my way. Yeah. Yeah, she is. So that was like <laughs> we discussed last night. And again, the girls all had very, very different targets dependent on, you know, where they're at and how easy or difficult they find that. Um, Nicole and I would always you know push for your minimum min- minimum your minimum, minimum should absolutely be two liters yeah minimum two liters yes um so then we also discussed workouts so what is your non-negotiable versus your optimal target so for example it might be like non-negotiable is three times 45 minutes um optimal would be five times an hour for example, um, we talked about nutrition and breaking that down into different parts. So, for example, a non-negotiable and an optimal for your protein, for your calories and your tracking, for your fruit and veg intake. So you might say something like, I am going to non-negotiable, have a portion of protein with every meal. I'm going to have a portion of fruit and vegetables in every meal um, I'm going to track all of my main meals, for example. 
your optimal might be that you're going to hit your protein target within 10 grams if you track. Um, you're going to have five portions of fruit and vegetables a day minimum. You're going to track every meal that you eat, for example. Um, then we also talked a little bit about some of the less obvious things, but that I think are really... I think some of these are, the mo- are some of the most important ones as yeah, well. Yeah, they're incredibly important for your healthy lifestyle as a whole and as we were discussed last night these are the things that allow you to do the other things and they are spending time outside sleep and different aspects of mindset work so that might be writing down positive thoughts things that you're grateful for it might be journaling it might be meditation and then your bedtime and morning routine so when we were talking about outside time, it's really, really important that we spend some time outside in green space. It's recommended that we get 30 minutes every day. Obviously, not everybody does that, whether that's because they choose to or time or whatever. But again, this comes back down to priorities and, and what you are pushing yourself to do. If you're walking up and down your living room to hit your step goal, you could spend that time outside. So that is a choice that you are making controversially as well I enjoy enjoy what is happening today I enjoy a rainy walk yeah just put a coat on you're waterproof get yeah yeah, as long as as long as you got a coat on nothing bad is going to happen to you in the rain so do you know what the first five minutes grim once you're wet you just crack on with it yeah um it is and it's actually really beneficial me and Bob also coming at it from a different kind of side we have some of our best quality time as a couple mm-hmm. on in green space on a dog walk I mean we are we do have the dog you don't have any distractions there's no tv there's no social media you're fully in the conversation that you're having rather than being completely distracted which we all are and what I'd like to kind of remind we don't want to remember you know COVID it was awful but when it was the only thing that you could all do you absolutely buzzed off of it you buzzed off of being able to go outdoors and go for a walk and I think that we've all of us are guilty of having let life take over again and not enjoy yeah I think it's really really pleasures like going for a walk how many things were there that you you said during that time that you said, why didn't we do this before? Or when this is over, I'm going to make sure I carry on doing this. Have you? Probably not. So reminding yourself of that stuff, I think the, the good parts is um, really important because you're absolutely right. There were and that was certainly one of them. You yeah. know, people started exercising. They were walking outside when they were allowed to, you know, making sure that those walks were decent as well so that you know you were actually so you could be out the house for longer yeah like it, yeah. It, we, you really were enjoying being outdoors because we were told to stay indoors for so long so when you are you know I do try and think about it when I when I'm you're like oh it's raining or oh I can't be bothered to walk there I've been at work all morning or whatever I'm like mm, two years ago I got told I couldn't go outdoors so yeah. actually yeah yeah it's a really good point really put your coat on or you know put your headphones in whatever it is you need to do to kind of get you out the door because five minutes in you will feel like a new person yeah 
Yeah, you're so right. Um, and we actually, this one came up a lot. And this one, as well as morning routine, we talked about a lot yesterday. And how that if you are like snoozing your alarm and stuff in the morning and you're going back to sleep and you're not starting your day in the way that you know you should, then you're not setting yourself up for a win. And this morning, both yourself and one of the girls that was on the call last night have absolutely nailed your morning routine and it's made a massive difference to your day. Um, oh, and one of the other girl was that she was going to get up and go for a walk. Um because I think you can be very guilty if you don't start your day right of saying that you don't have time to do these things. I haven't got time to go for a walk. Well, for most of us, maybe not me and you, but most of us, you can get up earlier. Now, if childcare is an issue, that's one thing. But if it's not, your partner is there, you don't have kids, then why? Let's get out of bed. Yeah, you basically just don't want to. And that might be because your bedtime routine sucks as well and you're staying up too late. And that was another thing that we discussed last night is that if you're, it's a knock-on effect. If you're not if you're not setting those non-negotiable targets for your bedtime routine, then your morning routine non-negotiables aren't going to happen. Yeah, so and it's- then you're going to be knackered. You've started your day in a shitty way. You then didn't get your walk in, so you're not going to hit your step goal. Then you're pissed off that you didn't hit your step goal, so you reach for your snacks because you're hungry and you're annoyed. And then you're you tired, so you drink- day. Yeah, and you're tired, so you drink a Costa coffee rather than having your dinner. Yeah, and then you've spent all day being pissed off about the things that you've not done and the fact that you're tired and hungry and drinking too much caffeine. So then you don't do your workout, and there we go, it's all gone to shit. Then you get a Mackey's. (laughs) Okay, so we know what Erin would do in that situation. But it, no. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) But the thing is, is I cannot. It's all so linked together. Everything, everything we discussed. So water, steps, training, food, outdoor space, sleep, uh, bedtime routine and morning routine. And mindset mindset work are completely interlinked. Not one goes without the other. Mm -hmm. Not at all. And And you can get your non-negotiable targets for those things nailed so you are always doing the bare minimum of what you know you can achieve then you are already so much further forward because being able to do all of those and tick those boxes helps you out then with the other things you know you get enough sleep you're much more inclined to want to get up in the morning you've gotten up in the morning you're going to be like wow I'm so much more productive today I've already drank a bottle of water on that walk this morning then you come back, you want to have a healthy breakfast. Then you're on time for work. You're not rushing. Like it's just, it really does have that impact and that knock on effect. So don't overlook those things as well, because I think we can all definitely go in and be like, right, okay. So my targets were in my health and fitness journey are a step count, a calorie goal, a protein target, and a number of workouts a week. But that is it's so much more than that if you want it to last. Yeah, and it's, it's other things that support the mindset behind it, that support the longevity, that support your well-being. Like managing your sleep and your stress is a game changer in terms of whether or not you succeed long term because they impact how we feel and therefore behave so greatly. And if we are feeling shit, we act shit. So looking after that as best you possibly can 
And that means helping yourself rather than just assuming that everything is happening to you. You have to, you know, be proactive. Think, okay, what can I do better? Um, How can I support my own goals? And that might be not sleeping with your phone next to your bed so you can't scroll. It might be recording Love Island and watching it earlier the next day rather than waiting for it to be on and then scrolling your phone and then going to sleep. It might be reading before bed it might be you know a number of different things that allow you to get a good night's sleep it might be getting a loomy alarm clock guys once again um so that you wake up more naturally if you don't buy (laughs) they're paying you if you don't buy one soon i'm gonna have to get one for you um so that you wake up naturally and you don't wake up abruptly in the morning and scared for your life you know There are so many things that you can do that you are in control of and we're in control of far more than we like to admit because it is much easier to blame external circumstances and other people rather than being like, do you know what, actually, I need to get a grip of this. This is on me. And it's very, very easy and, you know, sometimes nice to just think, you know, actually, no, this is this is not my fault. This is not me. This this is your fault. Yes, um, the world's fault, not me. Not me. Yeah, not it wasn't me. me. It's the world's fault. I overslept this morning, and it was because Jed snored. <laughs> no, that's right. He doesn't actually snore. But like we we find it's it Bob so snored. Yeah, Bob does snore. We find it. I don't know that personally, but I've just been told. <laughs> um. We find it so easy to just place blame rather than just taking some like ownership ownership of the situation and being like okay what do I need to do to make things better what can I look to improve so set yourself some non-negotiable targets they need to be things you can achieve they need to be targets that you can hit and that you can hit daily and then set yourself some optimal targets what you would like to be pushing towards and then figure out how you can bridge the gap between them how can I move from this that I know I can do daily to this that I want to be doing. And the non-negotiable targets, guys, doesn't it doesn't necessarily need to be like super duper easy. Don't be like really, really lazy with them. Don't be like, okay, what can I say is my non-negotiable step target? I'm going to say 5,000. Like, no, come on. You still need to strive for something. <laughs> you still need to try. You still need, it needs to needs to sit in line with your goals. It needs to be something that you know you need to be doing, even if you don't want to. Okay, and then we go optimal with okay. So maybe it's eight thousand as a non negotiable, and it's ten thousand as an optimal, for example. Um, so they don't come without effort. The non negotiable targets. You still need to make sure you are trying, but they do need to be achievable. Yeah. So what I thought is if you guys are listening and have a pen and paper or a phone in front of you, I'm just going to give you the list of kind of um, non-negotiable and optimal targets, and then you can potentially set them yourself. So we would love, love, love to hear them as well. Like if you do them, we would love, message them to us, tag us on Instagram, whatever you want to do. Um, Obviously, if we coach you or PT you or anything like that, then tell us, but do set them because I think, I mean, the girls last night that were on the call have already said it made a massive difference. And I think it really makes you sometimes look at things and be like, okay, actually that thing that I've been struggling to do, I used to be able to do. So it is just a case of realizing that you're not trying to do it. Back up. Yeah. 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 100%.
Um, so a step target. So you need to write a non-negotiable and an optimal for each of these. Okay. So a step target, a water target, a daily water target, a um workout target. So however many you're going to do a week, and if you'd like to, also as well, the amount of time that you're going to spend training. Also, we don't expect you to be in the gym for two and a half hours a day. So, you know, 45 minutes to an hour is absolutely fine. Um, a nutrition target. This may need breaking down slightly into a few different subcategories, but look at things like your protein target, your fruit and veg intake, so your fiber intake, um, your tracking, if you are tracking, how many days a week are you tracking, what are you tracking, that sort of thing. And then outdoor slash green space, how many how many minutes slash hours a day are you planning on getting outdoors? Um, sleep, optimal amount of hours and non-negotiable amount of hours for sleep. We know for parents, this is potentially very, very difficult to have a uh, non-negotiable target, but I'm sure you all have an optimal target of what you would like to have as your optimal target of sleep. Yeah, and um, I would just say on that one as well, and I'm not a parent, so please don't come at me, but I think sometimes it's still incredibly important that you set that target because you then will work towards it. Whereas sometimes I think we can we can use things, again, that are, you know, circumstances as an excuse now if your kid is not sleeping that's you know obviously they're not sleeping and you're going to struggle there as well but if you have something to work towards you'll be like okay my child's gone to bed and it's 9 p.m so in order to get the sleep that I need I'm going to go to bed now rather than being like it's half 10 there's an hour and a half there that you could play with do you know what I mean like it still gives you something to work with yeah 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 work with what you've got exactly so I would still set those targets and remember you know, yes, we're calling them non-negotiable. There are still days that will go to shit. And there are still times when you can't be perfect, even with those non-negotiable targets. But having them in place gives you something to work towards. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last two are um, mindset work. So um, like Nicole was saying, journaling, three positive thoughts of the day, those sorts of things. Okay, whatever you feel will work for you for some mindset work and then also your morning routine okay bedtime but yeah morning and bedtime routine so a routine for both of those honestly doing the team call last night with Nicole and the other girls as changed like today I got up at 5am when my alarm went off I went downstairs I made a coffee I wrote down my list of jobs to do today. I took my coffee upstairs so I could drink that whilst I was getting ready for work. I got to work and my first client who starts at quarter to six in the morning, so 5.45 I start work on a Wednesday morning, was like, I was just like chirpy around the room, just like half asleep. Yeah, like I hadn't put the kettle on because I'd already made a coffee, so I didn't need a coffee then. Um... Yeah, it made a massive, yeah, made a massive difference to my day. And that's just one of my non-negotiables that I've done today. You know, my non-negotiable water target is already done. So I'm already on my way to my optimal target today for that. So give it a go, girls and guys, potentially. Um, But please let us know how you get on because we would love to hear about it. Yeah, definitely. And I think just having really clear goals like that 
helps you to feel like you're achieving something as well, which then moves you away from that kind of coasting feeling, which nobody really likes. So yes, please do let us know if you do set those, if you found that helpful. Um, we really appreciate people sharing. It helps us to get the word out to other people. Um, we love knowing that people are listening to us. Um, and yeah, like, share, comment, subscribe, and all of those things that help us with our little tiny podcast. Um, have a fantastic day and week, and we will be back very soon. And have, yeah, a wonderful afternoon, morning, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. Night shift. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.